Hermes draw near, and to my prayer incline, in arts gymnastic, and in fraud divine. Dire weapon of the tongue which men revere, be present, Hermes, in thy suppliant here. Welcome to Third Eye Bind, episode 21, Triple Goddess, part one. Hi, I'm Laura. And I'm Caitlin. And welcome to season three of Third, Third Eye Bind. Bind. Ah, we made it. We did it. Three seasons. Three seasons. Like not to toot our own horn, but that's kind of like a big fucking deal. That's <laughs> this is our thirtieth episode, right? 10, 20th. 20, 30. No, wait, thirty. Twenty first. Twenty. Thanks, Mike. Twenty first <laughs> numbers. We're not math people, okay? We're not. We're not that kind of smart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're not. <laughs> we're not. So we math makes strengths. me cry. I have PTSD from doing math homework. It's fine. Yeah, me too. I used to cry a lot during my math homework. This Big is a tears. theme. We are not the only ones yeah. this has happened to. I do know how to count back change, though. I'm really I good mean, at that. I mean, I do too. <laughs> I can do basic math, yeah. but. Retail math, that I got. Looks like calculators won out. (laughs) 90s teachers everywhere. Mm, I guess we will always have a calculator in our pocket. Literally. (laughs) I can do basic math. It's fine. I'm like a savant with like subtraction. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, it's season three. It's season three. And... we have some like fun little housekeeping things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, first of all, if you really if you like the podcast, if this is your first time listening, Welcome. you're gonna like it. Welcome. Uh, please like, subscribe, mm-hmm. rate, tell your friends. Yes, share, leave comments, repost our Instagram reels and TikToks. Like Tag it. us. Give us attention. <laughs> rate rating actually really does i think as of now we have i'm gonna get it wrong again i always get it wrong 70 ratings we do on spotify i think so i don't i only see the like average when i log into the spotify yeah. it's 4.9 i think it's fine oh, it's good whatever that's an a we're gonna piss some people off this is not <laughs> these aren't easy things to talk about people um, get really mad on our youtube reels oh yeah it's fun the shorts oh yeah the Christians. Oh, yeah, the Christians. <laughs> I like how when you told me that, I was like, is it the Christians or other witches? You're like, Christians. I was like, okay, good. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> okay, it's fine. I only give a shit about what other witches have to say. And even then, sometimes I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anywho. So, yes, like us, subscribe. And then if you really love us, please, please support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash third eye Bind. Like it'll be here. Mm-hmm. I don't. Is it? Do you put it? Mike puts it here. Amazing. Um. Yeah. This project is a labor of love on all three of our parts, yeah. and we would love to have your support to keep the bright lights on. Even if it's just a dollar. <laughs> Truly. Honestly, we appreciate it, and we promise to have more exclusive content this mm-hmm. year. Yes. For our Patreon, we have a lot of things planned this year. Also, if you run a really fucking cool witchy, or even if it's not witchy but it's fun and awesome, like a pizza place, oh. and you would like to sponsor our show, email thirdeyebindpod at gmail.com. Sure, please. <laughs> or info at ladymoon.co because I know that's an actual email that exists. <laughs> That's the right. Just send it to Laura. <laughs> send it to info at ladymoon.co. We're talking to you, Lucifer's Pizza. Lucifer's Pizza. Call me back. <laughs> <laughs> we are fans. <laughs> Call me back. I'm hungry and I want a sp- pizza sponsor. <laughs> okay, another cool thing you may have noticed is that we got new chairs. Who's excited about these chairs? I am. Me. (laughs) Our old chairs were great, but, you know, mine was a little uncomfortable and a little, like, cushy. Yeah. For my big, tall body. So we decided to have, like, just some... Some nice even chairs. Like we're the, we got the same sponsored chairs. by Lady Moonco. Sponsored by <laughs> Lady Moonco. Thank you, Lady Moonco. Thank you, Moon Lady Moonco, Co. for your for generous donation. 
have one more exciting thing to share. Do you want to say it? Yeah. (laughs) We've won an award. Yes, we have. (laughs) We major a major award. A major award. (laughs) We've won a witchy, which is a witchcraft, occult, and media award Mm -hmm. for outstanding new vlog for 2022. So, so thank you. Thank you for voting. Yes, thank you for voting. Thank you thank for you nominating to our YouTube us. Subscribers, thank you. Yes, thank you for the nomination. We didn't do that ourselves. And we were nominated for I think four different categories. Yeah. Um, but I think what makes our show so incredible, aside from all the wonderful things we talk about and how hilarious and cute and, and funny how we are, fucking cute we um, are. But I think this visual aspect that everyone's worked so hard to put together, like this stunning set, the incredible lighting, like this is what really sets us apart. And I love that we won in a vlog category. Mm -hmm. So watch us on YouTube. Subscribe. We love (laughs) that you're watching us. That's sort of the point. Mm -hmm. This is a show. This is you different ways to take in the show. Mm can listen to it you can watch the video on spotify i didn't yes. know if you all knew you could do that but it'll uh, automatically pop up and populate at least it does on my iphone yeah that's what everybody's been saying a lot of folks have been watching us on mm-hmm. the spotify and you get to see our cute outfits yeah <laughs> and you can stream us to your tv and it's like it's like we're on tv mm-hmm. that's how i watch us on the big tv <laughs> yeah yeah so Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And when we get our physical plaque award, it will be going right fucking here. (laughs) Right here. (laughs) I've never won anything in my life, and I'm very happy. Mm -hmm. So thank you, everyone. Thank you, Mercury. (laughs) Thank you, Hermes. Thank you, Mercury. (sighs) Shit. Okay, so what are we talking about today? Today is the first in a three-part series. Three parts on what some people refer to as the triple goddess Mm -hmm. the mother well the maiden the mother and the crone yes and today we will be discussing all things maiden maiden and some of the origins and very various threads to find the origins of the the triple goddess and the maiden mother crone concept itself i'm excited there there's a lot of of information and mm-hmm. a lot of just different things mm-hmm. and I my brain is full and I'm I need some guidance so let's pull a card okay, <laughs> okay so this are we pulling for maiden energy mm-hmm. okay Ooh, is that yes, yes okay do I cut the deck yes yes okay What is it? The Queen of Wands. Okay. Yes. Which, actually, I love it for this because of the song that you have on here. The lyrics are, I got my red dress on tonight, dancing in the dark, in the pale moonlight. Okay. Lana Del Rey. Mm Mm-hmm. And when we think about maiden energy, there's this freedom. Mm Mm-hmm of expression Mm -hmm. that is so deeply intertwined with this phase of the goddess and when you think about like a youthful femme or even not even youthful but like there's something about the red dress and like putting it on and getting out to be seen that is very much like freeing and empowering and it's like I don't give a fuck about what anyone else thinks I put this on to feel like glamorous and gorgeous and just be like into myself and I think that maiden energy like all parts of the triple goddess can be invoked by anyone I don't think it's necessarily um, specific to an age range which is why I corrected myself about youthful Um, anybody can find a thing whether it's a red dress or a certain way of styling your hair or a certain place that you go that can help you to channel this feeling of 
freedom and rebellion. Um, I think red is a really rebellious and juicy color. It's I want to be noticed. And it's it's not about other people's perception of me. It's because I'm getting off on it knowing that you're noticing me. And I feel like that's really like juicy and delicious, like cherries or strawberries. Like that's mm-hmm. very much made an energy. And then when we think about the suit of wands, suit of fire. Mm. Um, this is the suit of our inspiration, our ideas, the origins of our ideas, so that we have the courage to act upon them. We have the motivation and inspiration to act upon them. And I also feel like that is very intertwined with the maiden, this like origin story, the seedling of the infinite possibilities of the future in front of us. Mm. So I think this is a really fun card for the maiden story. Yeah, that's really funny because in my notes about when I was thinking about the stereotypical, what you know, Disney uh, archetype of a maiden, it's a Mm. damsel in distress, someone who's helpless, someone who's naive, someone who doesn't know what they're doing, Mm -hmm. someone who needs to be rescued. Yep. And I wrote down like, no, it's freedom. It's freedom. It's it's maiden energy is free. And it's funny that you just said that because it's like you you're not bound to anything struck like you're not, you know, you can you can be have maiden energy and be in a relationship and be blah 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 and all these things, but like it's that idea of of freedom for me and just like yeah, just really having the that space for yourself to like explore things and be creative and like confident and um and yeah, and be really about you, honestly. Mm-hmm. L- yes. It's really about yourself. Mm-hmm. It's and, not so much yeah. like acting because you know you have dependence or responsibility it's acting based on what feels good and right to you yeah in the moment and it's choice too you have Mm. options you don't you're not bogged down by anyone else's um or anyone you know anyone else's life or anybody else's like path for you it's yeah it's like fatality i wrote down open-mindedness individuality experimentation yes i wrote that down too you did? yes yeah. inner child also mm-hmm. and yeah when you're a child you're not responsible for anyone at all really i mean ideally like you have yeah. the space to do that some of us Get didn't have that or had to like be parents at a very young age mm-hmm. and etc cetera, etc cetera. but that's a part of maiden energy is being able to like identify with your inner child and to Mm. play with them and to you know embrace that something that i read a lot of when i was doing the research was like naive 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 Mm -hmm. and i do feel like okay like all energies maiden energy exists on a spectrum so if naive is a less than savory energy that the maiden can have i think that innocence is a really cool energy that the maiden can have and I feel like innocence sometimes gets conflated with like purity culture yeah and like I see innocence as this really beautiful optimism that like the world is incredible and that life can be whatever you dream of it to be because you haven't had those experiences that have caused you to be jaded or heartbroken yet Mm. you know like you still have this innocent openness to the beauty in the world around you and I think Mm -hmm. that's really cool about the maiden yeah it's it's like you don't have anything to push against Mm -hmm. yet which is such a nice place to be yeah you haven't been knocked down. <laughs> I haven't been knocked the fuck down by life. I also wrote, because I think, like you said, on the spectrum of maiden energy, there another negative, I guess, a, a, something that could be perceived as a negative trait would be like the experimentation and the mm. madness. 
of it. And I wrote down unhinged, unhinged in the best way. Yeah. Like to me, that's sort of that mad scientist Mm -hmm. mentality of like having enough audacity to like do some crazy shit. Yes. And push against like there are Mm -hmm. no bounds. There are really no. That excites the shit out of me. (laughs) And that's definitely one of those spaces that can either drive you to discovering something fucking incredible that you wouldn't have been able to find if you hadn't had the space to take those chances. Or, like, it can drive you into... Ophelia has been on my mind a lot Mm. since I started researching um, for the Maiden uh, episode. But it can also drive you into that space of, like deeper and deeper into mm. into your mm-hmm. madness until you're completely lost or dead or dead in the water <laughs> in the water sweet ophelia sweet ophelia <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. so so like everything else we talk about having balance mm-hmm. i think that's sort of what the triple goddess is about sort of one of the aspects of mm-hmm. it is having balance and understanding understanding that so should we get into like the origins of the triple goddess well you tell me because like okay the term was never really a part of my practice so i want to know what you know okay so there's a lot of information out there Mm -hmm. like honestly i could have researched for like a whole week or two and still not so i will do my best to try and I have, like, mad scientist notes right now. (laughs) So the triple goddess is a deity or concept that includes three different figures in one being. Mm -hmm. Each symbolize a different stage of the female life cycle and a moon phase. Mm -hmm. And throughout time, the moon phase that it's represented has changed. So currently, it's the waxing, the full, and waning moon. Mm -hmm. That's where the little crescents on the side of the circle come yes there we go thank you (laughs) that's the the neo-pagan like symbol we all know and love right oh i gotta cross my leg (laughs) oh fuck i got a leg cramp okay um it's a little cold in here it's chilly chilly. (laughs) okay and so the the it can also represent like realms of like heaven earth and the underworld so there's a lot of like there's phases right there's 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 it's a concept that okay varies throughout history so it's not just i'm gonna try and my point right now is i'm gonna try (laughs) and get to how it became a neo-pagan symbol okay okay got it so i'm gonna try yes to do that so throughout history there were a lot of ex- other examples throughout different cultures mm-hmm. of the triple goddess. This is not a exclusively um, European thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for example, the Tridevi is an Indian. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Sorry if I'm not. Are the uh, goddesses Saraswati, Lakshmi, and mm-hmm. Kali? who also has another name because in Indian culture, a lot of them will like appear as other things and like it's very shapeshiftery. So mm-hmm. I forgot the other name. It starts with a P, but Kali is is the, is a form of that other goddess. So my, yeah. So then there's also like the Greek fates, mm-hmm. the Morai. Uh, yes, Greek mythology has a lot to do with this. So... <laughs> So the fates are like the three fates, the three, you know, they yeah. control life, blah, 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 throughout like Greek mythology and all that. So so what I found interesting was that there's a lot of men that comment on this concept. A lot of like, this is a very hot topic with like philosophers mm. and like scholars and people of that sort and so, like, okay, there's this woman. I'm going to start with Jane Ellen Harrison. Okay. Who was a part of the Cambridge Ritualists, who were, like, a group of anthropologists at this college, right? Okay. And she believed that there was an ancient matriarchal-based civilization. Right. And all the dudes didn't believe her. Mm-hmm. 
she got that idea Mm -hmm. from this dude who excavated in Crete and saw some shit and was like, oh, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. The Cretans, like, worshipped a single female deity Mm -hmm. at one point. But Hutton, this dude, was like, nah, that's just, you're just getting that from the Virgin Mary. Like, you're just... (laughs) That's just, he quote says, this is an unmistakable debt to the Virgin Mary. You owe that opinion to this, like, like some shade back in the day. Okay. So just to illustrate that, like, this idea that a civilization could worship a female deity is kind of like, this couldn't possibly happen. So then, so then this guy named Robert Graves, this is where we get the maiden mother crone that we know of. This is where he, he was a big fan of Jane Ellen Harrison's. Okay. So the maiden mother crone caught like how we know it is credited to this dude who was like a poet. And he um, was like really into like the Cambridge ritualists. And he wrote this book called the white goddess. And he like used that term maiden mother crone a lot in Mm -hmm. it. And um, it's accredited to him. Some think it's Aleister Crowley. Mm. Um, But I think, this is my hypothesis, that uh, our homeboy uh, Gardner, Gardner Mm. Gerald, uh, was a fan of all this shit too and then sort of took that idea and used it in Wicca. Mm -hmm. And that, I think, is where it became the most popular. Thank you, I'm done. Holy shit. Okay, so thank you. That made sense, right? Yeah, There's also that this, made this sense. woman named Marija Gimbutas. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She's Lithuanian. I have a little Lithuanian in me. Ah. I don't know the fuck to pronounce <laughs> that, but I just tried. It's definitely not the Spanish pronunciation I just gave you. <laughs> so <laughs> she's basically called the grandmother of the goddess movement. Okay. And she was like, from what I found, a pretty cool chick mm-hmm. survived like Nazi Germany and like mm-hmm. was a fucking smart woman and like was really into goddess shit. And um, yeah, also believed that there was an ancient mm-hmm. matriarchal civilization mm-hmm. that was fucked up by like the Indo-European like patriarchal worshiping people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there are people and scholars that <laughs> were down with this idea. Yeah. But yeah. Um. <laughs> I think it's interesting because growing up in Espiritismo, one of the things that we grow to learn is that basically like it's it's a big matriarchal cult. Um, That's what it is. And we receive that wisdom and knowledge through the wisdom and knowledge of the African and indigenous ancestors that poured into this Creole spiritual practice. And when you dig deeper, when you think about the world before Espiritismo came to be, which was really the 1800s, it exists because of and in resistance to colonialism and you go back to like the motherlands like these are things that are very common like the great goddess there's an igbo she's mm-hmm. called alaani and she's this goddess that like is the earth and not only do all of does all of creation come from her but when we die we all return to her womb as well and she shows up youthful full belly motherhood and like elder crone to like receive the dead into her belly and then when you think about even like um christianity and judaism like in earlier versions of the bible god el is married to asherah and like Asherah is a big fucking deal. Like, Asherah is who he built the garden for. Asherah is who he fights Mm. wars against other gods for. And Mm. so I think it's, like, it's almost, like, undeniable. And I wonder, I often wonder, like, as people spread around all over the world and different ideologies came to exist, like, were we all worshiping the same great mother like Mm. the great womb of creation and just changing 
the names and the appearances to be based on our local culture, which is also really fucking cool. And then like that happens with the Virgin Mary too. Um, As she appears to different people in different places, she intentionally looks like the people she's appearing to. And what I love about Mary is that she will always redirect you to like the mother goddesses who came before her in that place. Um, Which I think is why later sects of Christianity get rid of Mary. Like you're not allowed Mm -hmm. to worship Mary outside of Catholicism. So that's, that's interesting to me. That's chewy. I think, (laughs) no, it really, honestly, this is one of the most interesting things I've ever like researched and thought about because you're right. What, what I'm, what I'm getting from all of this convoluted, like who said this, but they said this, but this goddess is this. And I'll get more into like how it's, I feel almost like, why did we need the triple symbol? Mm. Like I'm down and I like it. I mm. like it as a modern concept because mm-hmm. I love duality and I like knowing that I can be mm-hmm. all things at once. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like it was a it was like a it was some sort of solution to like having all that information about female goddesses like mm. women are this and women are that and but they're also this and oh, shit, we better just make it very categorical. <laughs> we have to we, separate because this. Because it's what humans want to three, do. Yeah, We need true. to separate this. We love this. to label things. Yes, and mm-hmm. I think that's sort of what the concept is. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting way to, mm-hmm. like, divvy up the different, the different aspects of a goddess. Yeah. Okay, well, and something I was learning as I was doing research for these episodes about... Hecate, Hecate, yes, um, is considered a triple goddess. Yes. but Hecate wasn't always a triple goddess. That was something that was implemented later to like, and I guess Selene is one of her faces. I think Athena, or is it Hecate? Artemis, 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 and Selene are like two of her faces, and it's supposed to be like, yeah, again, this maiden mother crone. But that was yeah. something that was like morphed into her lore later. This is what's fucking interesting mm-hmm. about Hecate. Yes, you're right. Hecate isn't doesn't have an origin story or parentage in the Greek mythology. No, she's a fucking titan. Because <laughs> in real, real talks, scholars think that she was brought in from another culture. Mm. They think it might have been Egyptian. She There's would. a goddess mm-hmm. called, I think, Hecate. I don't know, H-E- k-e-t yeah um and then there was another there was an somewhere else too there was another origin story but artemis was sort of the triple goddess was like Mm. artemis was there before hecate and hecate and artemis are very like closely like they think that they basically took they sort of said artemis does all this shit Mm mm-hmm but let's, she's more like maideny and like, yeah, let's, yeah. let's make her that. And then let's, oh, like Hecate can be like the darkness and like, right. and so it was like an aspect of Artemis actually. Artemis is the maiden. Yeah. Selene is the mother and Hecate becomes yeah. the crone. The crone. But Hecate is also. But she's all of them and all yeah. of it. And all, but Artemis is also, you could just the way you look yeah. at it, like Artemis could also be. A triple goddess yeah. like there there's so yeah because artemis is a virgin goddess she's a vestal virgin yeah. she's not i love artemis like super yeah. hardcore because I'm like, yeah is artemis a virgin or is artemis fucking artemis, gay f- artemis is fucking gay <laughs> i love it and i love that for her it's the bow and arrow i love me. it for all of us and yes the for whatever <laughs> artemis knows no bounds artemis protects the young but she doesn't mm-hmm. have any Yes. That's why I love, yes. as a childless person, I child-free, mm-hmm. I love Artemis, and I love that yeah. Artemis always, that energy always came to me mm-hmm. in my, you know, religionless she's life. She's like the badass, like, she's yeah, badass. She's want. soft. Yes. She's like a, a, like a badass auntie. Like an anti-witch. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Protective, mm-hmm. but has the time to, like 
do her own thing. Mm -hmm. But isn't that interesting about Hecate? Like the origin of, because when people were like, it was like modern day Turkey was the other country I just remembered. It was called something else, but I didn't write it. Oh, Anatolic origins, which is like Turkey nowadays. They were saying that maybe that's where Hecate came from. Yeah. And there was a goddess that sounded, sort of sounded like that, a word that sounded like that. And then when they travel, like it just kind of travels, like, yeah. like word travels and things, exactly. stories travel. And like you're saying, it evolves like, with, yeah. it's so fucking interesting. And then here we are in 2023 talking about it, like yeah. as modern witches, like, but really when you pull these threads... The threads of fate, if you will. <laughs> you find some really interesting, complicated shit. Okay, well, now this is reminding me of, I'm going to pull it up, like Ishtar. Yeah. Um, who comes from Mesopotamia, right? Ishtar is the queen of heaven. And Ishtar was part of Babylonian mythology. There's Inanna and there's... Uh, a Rishkigal, and mm. then Ishtar is associated with them as well. And I'm probably not getting this completely right because I'm, you know, learning it from it's okay books written in English by exactly primarily white people because um, that's who gets published. Research is um, messy, but so like Inanna is this mother goddess queen, and she's kind of at first maiden and then becomes a mother. But like the process of her becoming a woman is her going down into the underworld where Arishkigal, her sister is, and like being stripped of her jewels and her armor and her fine clothing. And she like literally dies and is like hung on a meat hook and then has to come back to life with the help of her like Damon, her assistant Mm -hmm. spirit. And there are theories that like Inanna and Arishkigal are all one person and that these are just different mm-hmm. faces of this same like great womb of creation. And this comes from like Sumeria, like yeah. early, early yeah. civilization. So I think that's interesting too. Like there's always this story mm-hmm. of a great goddess who transitions into motherhood and then transitions into the underworld and then the cycle starts all over again. Yeah, the cycle. Yeah, and it's everywhere. I think is the key here. It's everywhere. Yeah, like the menstrual cycle mm-hmm. has a lot. There's probably a way to just understand what the hell that was. <laughs> you know oh my god yes yeah like it fucking that, hurts yeah people with wombs should not yeah. have to work regular jobs i'm sorry yeah <laughs> if you bleed you should not have to work a regular I mean, job maybe maybe that maybe the triple goddess that cycle mm-hmm. cyclical like nature of it is a way was a way to understand that yeah maybe maybe or i just thought of something yeah. interesting because of like two spirit and non-binary mm-hmm. and that women can be anybody can be a woman if they want to be a woman Absolutely. right if they yeah. are like maybe that cyclical nature is like that sort of transition yeah. too i mean at least that's a way for us to oh, think that, about it now because like no for real no, because it's gonna make me cry a little bit because like, i feel I, like yeah. people probably don't i mean i'm not, i'm a i identify as she her and but I would imagine that the triple goddess and the you know that would make me feel a little like not not uh, included yeah. if I were to maybe not gravitate towards that mm-hmm. but like thinking about it in like a transitional way mm-hmm. to find that womanhood like yeah um you know what's interesting is that as I get deeper and deeper into my practice and into my relationship with spirits something that keeps coming up is that like this, I keep referring to the womb of creation. That's just what I call it. Um, But this like great mother that the entire universe was born from um, is, is everything. Like they're not 
woman and they're not man they're everything because everything was mm-hmm. birthed from them and there was no like partner like they were their own partner and they managed to like like let all of the entire universe come out of them and form like the galaxies and stars and um thinking about the phases of the moon and Mm. the phases of the goddess as like phases in our transitions if you are like a trans or non-binary person I think is really interesting yeah um well and like I didn't realize I was a non-binary trans person until after I had two kids right and like I'm I'm a birthing person but um it took getting all the way to that cycle to find yeah. myself yeah and i mm-hmm. am a birthing person mm-hmm. who does not want to birth mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i am not non-binary it's just mm-hmm. interesting yeah. how like yeah, yeah i'm fully female in right. like my identity right but i choose not to birth you're what society says should be having kids yeah but i said no no no, no. <laughs> i choose not to mm-hmm. and my little Athena. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, I was like, I, I, the mother, the mother portion of this. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna cry. Okay, the mother portion <laughs> of this is going to be very interesting. Yeah, and I don't want to get too much into it, but because that's a heavy one. But yeah, the mm. that these identities that we have aren't. There's different like expectations that are that come in, with it. in yeah. place, but we don't need to like fucking care about that. And yeah. we need to just do what's right in our hearts. spirits and mm-hmm. our hearts because like, we're, like, like the, like the categorical nature of maiden mother crone, people try and put us into boxes mm-hmm. and like, oh, you menstruate. So you're a woman or mm-hmm. you're, you're not a woman if you don't. And it's like, if I were creating the the earth or, you know, the mm-hmm. sprung, I would need some people to be able to have mm-hmm. humans so that the population would keep going. Totally. And that's evolution. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, and maybe it's just like a trait and it's not like an identity that you, mm, you know what I mean? That you, it's something yes. that ha- does. I have this part. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have this part, but that doesn't mean that like you aren't, you know what I mean? Like or who you feel yeah. and know you are. Exactly. Yeah. Just because. And that's something yeah. that is, that's hard mm-hmm. to get your head around and for a lot of people mm-hmm. to get there. Because I've thinking about, I've thought a lot about that too with this mm-hmm. is like identity and like, because it's a lot of like very female woman, like. Yeah. And I'm thinking about like how, like I'm trying to think of it inclusively, mm-hmm. like logistically inclusively and like yeah like spiritually like what does this all mean (laughs) what does it what does it mean miley cyrus it's really it's but i think there's a lot man yeah the mother episode's gonna be heavy but like yeah i wonder if like (laughs) people get all mad and angry and it's like Mm -hmm. we're all just hurting each other and it's like (laughs) i kind of wonder if part of like deconstructing our patriarchal society could include or would benefit from including people who don't identify as women or don't identify as gender fluid. Um, cis men is who I'm talking to. I was all, <laughs> specifically, are you talking about men? I'm talking about specifically cis men. Um, if they viewed themselves and their journey growing from a child to an elder through the lens of Mm. the phases of the goddess. Yes. If that would soften a lot of the sharp edges. Yeah. If they were able to see themselves less as, I mean, I'm not, I wasn't socialized as a young boy, so I can only speak through my observations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But if, if growing up, wasn't so specific to like boys should play with nerf guns and play shooty video Aggression. games and 
No feelings and, aggr- and aggression. And don't fucking cry. And then, like, you become you become a man and you're, like, tough. And then you become an elder and you're, like, crotchety. Like, what if, mm-hmm. like, cis men also grew up through the lens, viewed their development through the lens of this goddess energy, these three phases of the moon, these, these cycles. These phases that... Mm-hmm. are not completely reliant on the menstrual cycle. Yeah. That's an aspect. Right. But and it's I, not... I don't think it's a coincidence. I don't think it's a coincidence, sure. but yeah. that doesn't mean that it's the only thing that it's about. Yeah, because then we get into that weird, like, turfy shit, yeah. which we're not about here. No. But um, I don't know. I feel like there's some healing to be invited i think there is masculine healing through (laughs) the triple goddess honestly let's teach a fucking class on that shit like if young cis boys grew up to see like boyhood or maybe it's just childhood maybe we can stop calling it boyhood like childhood as you know an opportunity to be experimental and to have fun and to see the beauty in the world um and to have their innocence this just have their innocence validated and valued yeah like we do too much on little girls yes like your virginity yeah or like what if male virginity was like precious to the church well, i don't know like, i'm so <laughs> fucking sick of those like t-shirts i'm gonna sound like one of those fucking pizzagate people and i'm do not it. do star okay um but i really as a parent cannot stand the like little kid shirts that say like heartbreaker or your next boyfriend or shit like mm. that or when adults go like oh my god when they like talk to little kids who's your boyfriend who's your, it's like yeah. s- immediately stop him Immediately stop. Yeah. Heartbreaker. Oh, little <laughs> little tramp. Little heartbreaker. Mommy's little right. tramp. Mommy's little whore. <laughs> Mommy's little slut. Are you Mommy's little slut? <laughs> Ooh. Hello. Maybe I am. We just ventured into some queer kink. <laughs> Patreon. Follow, I was just gonna say follow us on Patreon. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It just this dawned on me as we were talking about it. Yeah. Like, Maybe all kids should be raised through this lens of the phases of the goddess. What does that make you feel when you feel supported by the phases of the goddess? Like, what does that make you feel in a positive way? It makes me feel like I'm meant to exist as a part of creation. (laughs) It makes me feel like I have the capacity to be different things and and have the space to exist as i want to yes like we are allowed wouldn't that be nice for little boys to like feel because i feel like it's a one note thing it's like provide be strong fight don't cry eat red meat eat i mean which is fine it's delicious i would love a little wagyu (laughs) i'm not mad at a tartar I'm hungry. Shit. <laughs> We're always Tricks Lucifer's are. Pizza. Sponsor us. This is, this is why we need a pizza place to fucking sponsor us. Please. Fuck. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Don't make us light a candle. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I just feel like it would be a different. And I think that world has existed and yeah you know there are parts of this planet that and there are people of this planet yeah. that still yes engage in life through a matriarchal Mm -hmm. society matriarchal perspective but like wouldn't that be cool if that was just the fucking norm you know why it can't be because of white supremacy and white supremacy fuck you yeah again fuck you again yeah it is the reason why we can't have nice things yeah it started with patriarchy and evolved into white supremacy and like Christianity is that modern day vehicle, just like religious extremism in general. Yeah. Like I know I, we badger the Christians a lot, but like religious extremism in general, the bad Christians, really the mean is Christians, like the vehicle to continue perpetuating it. Cause they're like, yeah, honestly, God is a dude. Excuse me. I burped. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but and it and it's maybe you know, 
I think that Jane Harrison and fucking Mariha and all these fucking people, the Cambridge ritualists, were correct in thinking there was yeah. a massive single female deity based society. Yeah. I think a Duh. lot, a lot, a lot of. I think they were focusing on in Europe. In Europe, yeah. Because well, okay, and even in Europe, you go yeah. back to like the Morrigan yeah. and like she's part of the like triple goddess lore as well. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of like yeah. Who are some of your favorite oh. maidens? Okay. Glad you asked. Obviously Artemis. Artemis. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an Artemis. <laughs> Artemis cuz she's strong and You know what's really interesting side note? Mm. I was thinking about like why am I so into Greek mythology? And I think it's because it was what helped me. It was what showed itself to me. I'm like a wee bit Greek, but like mm-hmm. not really. But like it's so prevalent in just it's well documented. Mm-hmm. I had to do a book report on it when I was in the second grade. And I uh-huh. went, Phew! that's what I believe. Yeah. Like that. those are the faces and the energies that I can name mm-hmm. and connect with. I feel like the kids who are into Greek mythology and ancient Egypt are all witches oh, and mystics now. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> but it's, but it's, I mean, I didn't mm-hmm. like, we all know, like I didn't grow up with religion or any, mm-hmm. any like idols to have other than like Britney Spears or whatever. <laughs> We love Britney, but yeah. We love Britney. We love Britney. Um, (laughs) She's kind of got maiden energy, Britney. Right now, yeah. Yeah. She's got big maiden energy right now. I love it. (laughs) Britney, that's a really good, let's get into that Mm -hmm. because Britney's just topless, spinning around, naked, pissing people off, saying, fuck you. That's some maiden shit. (laughs) That's some maiden shit. She doesn't give up. I am here for it. And she's like, you know what? (laughs) Fuck you. I was locked up for 15 years. Fuck you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say what I want and show whatever parts of my body I want. And, you know, she makes like this incredible people unhinged like, in the best way. What are you way? doing? What is she doing? She's always naked on Instagram. She's like, my body was literally paraded around yeah. in outfits on stages against my will, and yeah. you're shitting on me for like enjoying myself and having a, a pretty wild train of thought typing style. Yeah, like, this poor bitch has had so much information stuck you, inside of her not read for Vonnegut? over like, a decade. She's like, a genius. <laughs> She is the people's new Vonnegut. She is the people's Vonnegut. <laughs> Truly. It's uh, unhinged you, in the best way. Unhinged in the best that way. That is some maiden shit. Mm. But Artemis. I, I'm also very... <laughs> Athena is also considered a virgin goddess. Yes. Um, real smart. Mm-hmm. These are just goddesses that were never married and never had children in a conventional way or had them at yeah. all. Um, which I'm very into. And Hestia is another goddess that I include in my home because it's fascinating to me that Hestia is a virgin goddess, but is the goddess of home and hearth. I think that's fucking cool. Because when you think of home and hearth, who's the home and hearth goddess? You think it's going to be a mother goddess, Mm -hmm. but it's not. It's Hestia because the hearth is not just a place. It's like you. Mm -hmm. The hearth is like the heart almost it's like the center of something it's the the heart is the, the heart Hestia of the like maintains the shit that's mm-hmm. why my house is clean well and also <laughs> like, it's a really good reminder that like i i think that in our current culture you know the mother figure is expected to do so much by themselves they're expected to keep the house clean and organized to keep food in the pantry and like warm pots on the stove to keep the kids clothed and entertained and educated to do all of the household management to do anything and everything related to the maintenance of a home and realistically one human cannot do all of that shit so i personally think it's really like fucking affirming that like hestia who does not have like direct Mm -hmm. children of her own is the one that's like no i got the kitchen i got this yeah like yeah your chimney will be swept yeah like we're supposed to have help (laughs) yeah yeah it's the community and the help Mm -hmm. that i'm sure existed in greek culture yeah and was like reflected through their choice of of home goddess yeah 
right? I love Hestia. I love mm-hmm. Hestia mm-hmm. a lot. And so, um, yeah, what about you? Some of my faves are uh, folk saints. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Some of them are officially canonized. But one of my favorites, of course, who's my namesake, is Joan of Arc. Mm. Joan of Arc is considered a maiden yes. because she was unmarried and virginal. Um, but what I love about Joan is that she doesn't have that, like, innocent save me save me quality yes. of the maiden like she was literally a warrior like like artemis, like artemis. exactly mm-hmm. she was a warrior she's kind of like a non-binary icon a trans icon because she cut off all of her hair and wore men's yeah. armor and suiting so that she could fight um for a country that eventually burned her at the stake Oopsies. um as they do it and then happens. like a few hundred years later they're like oh she's a saint now um but she's like fuck you i'm not mm-hmm. your saint i love joan of arc as like a queer trans yeah icon like an asexual icon what's the gay pantheon like the gay pantheon artemis yeah joan, joan. of arc <laughs> who else I read this comic called Lore Olympus, and in it, Hestia and Artemis are together. (laughs) Isn't that cute? Hestia can be there, too. (laughs) Um, Another maiden that I love is St. Lucy. And uh, St. Lucy was supposed to be engaged to a local like governor like a roman governor and this was at the time when christians were radicals um christians were a threat a threat to modern society because christ was like give all your shit away share all your stuff with everybody fuck the rich mm-hmm. like let's do something different Thieves in the temple yeah exactly it's a great He's like, let's song. shake shit up <laughs> <laughs> thank you prince um, quick so lucy was a christian during this time and like roman rome had come through and they were like persecuting christians like Christians mm-hmm. today still like to pretend that it's happening to them and it's not you're the dominant culture all lives matter <laughs> I saw this poll that said like white Christians think they are the most oppressed group in yeah. the United States of America <laughs> what <laughs> I mean when you're told something enough times <laughs> but anyway so St. Lucy had this dream where uh, another saint came to her. And because of this, like the saint gave her these mystical powder powers of healing and she was able to cure her mother's illness through it. And she was supposed to be engaged to this like shitty Roman governor of sorts. And she refused. She was like, no, I'd rather literally give away all of my inheritance and say, fuck you. Mm. Um, so they ordered her for uh to be defiled at a brothel for as free? her punishment <laughs> as her punishment because she was a virgin so they're like let's take away they had this a male thing brothel? that's so i don't fucking know what kind of brothel was this but when the guards came to take her away they were unable to move her from her chair they couldn't pick her up and lift her. They tried hitching her to a wagon with oxen pulling it, and they could not get it out. So finally, they resorted to putting bundles of woods all, wood all around her, and yeah. they, like, lit her on fire. Oh, no. And they, like, stabbed her. And, like, oh, shit. the legend... <laughs> the legend is that her body like she removed her own eyes tight because her suitor was obsessed with them he was like they're so beautiful they're so beautiful so she like pulled them out of her fucking skull and because of that she's like a patroness of clairvoyance because of her eyes and like the legend goes that when she was her body was being prepared for burial her eyes were restored that's fucking metal. Right? Magical. Metal. That's metal as fuck. Metal. Ooh, yeah. Um, you know, I was thinking of when, you, when they were trying to get her out of the chair. I thought about when little kids do this. Yeah, it's exactly. Same energy. Same energy. <laughs> they just become like, dead weight. <laughs> that's what she did. Yeah. She was just like. You thought we were leaving Disneyland, mom, but you're nope. wrong. <laughs> you thought you could pick me up, but I'm going to have a tantrum. <laughs> exact same thing. <laughs> it's very effective. energy. <laughs> it's effective. <laughs> Um, self-defense 101 go boneless (laughs) truly oh my god do we have do we want to switch into questions 
Twins? Yeah. Do you have spirit candy? I don't have any candies for you today. I don't have any candies let's right do now. Que- I know we have a lot of I'll questions. Have some for next so episode. Let's, yeah, that was really good. We have a ton yeah. of questions. Why don't I'll so save mine for the next part of this hella journey? Hella questions. Yeah. Okay. Fear in craft. Uh, from Amy, how do you expel fear in your craft? I'm always paranoid about opening up to something I shouldn't unintentionally, like negative entities, etc. But I feel that my fear also holds back my true potential. Thank you. From Amy. That's, mm, it's such a personal, like, thing. I would say, like, First off, is it fear or is it like your intuition telling you not to do something, Mm -hmm. right? Like discerning between those two things, Mm -hmm. which is hard. Well, and like usually your intuition speaks in a whisper and your anxiety screams. (laughs) Yeah. It makes your whole body activated, your heart's racing. Like that's not how intuition communicates with us because intuition desires to be heard, not to be feared. I think that... It says that I looked a little bit deeper and I noticed that you said you do ground and you do your protection, which is amazing. Um, When we think about the fool card in the tarot, in front of the fool is this giant cliff. But in their heart is this desire that they need to move forward, not knowing if there's another step below that cliff or their eminent plunge (laughs) into the abyss um but they know they have to take a chance on themselves anyway and i invite you especially if your intuition is telling you to do something and your fear is fighting against it um to be brave and do it anyway Courage is not the absence of fear. It is taking action with that fear present. And sometimes we have to do scary things to have incredible experiences. Mm -hmm. Like the first time swimming in a pool, the first time going into the ocean. These can all be really scary moments. But the more you do it, the more you realize like, okay, there are things that I can do in this situation that make me feel safe and comfortable. And I can do this. And so you kind of just have to take a chance on yourself and decide to do it anyway, especially if you're already doing your due diligence with grounding and protection. Like, that's great. So now, like, go into the unknown. (laughs) Right. I think part of, like, actually creating things for yourself and and knowing that things are are as they should be when Mm -hmm. you're especially when you're like pre-ritual like protection and things Mm. like that is like trusting Mm. yourself that I think that's essential for like a successful like boundary Mm -hmm. is like knowing that what you did is like and so it is Mm -hmm. that's what that phrase for me means is like it is that way because I just made it that way oh yeah you know what I mean I like that so I think maybe just trusting don't second guess yourself when you're mm. when you're protecting yourself or when you're setting up those like trust those parameters because they're mm-hmm. they're make them find a way to make them more tangible mm. to yourself because that's where your power comes in right mm-hmm. so yeah that's another that's element but yes yourself. everything I like that everything yeah. you said makes perfect sense let's to see me. uh this is a long one. Um, mm. <laughs> um, how about said. this one? <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but I did. <laughs> like really annoying today. Sorry, everybody. Uh, I'm a baby witch. Will spooky things always mess with me or will I ever get a break from this? From Aisha True. So... If take spooky two. things are messing yeah. with you. <laughs> that might not have anything to do with being a baby witch. Yeah, I don't, exactly. I don't like, think the two are I agree. related. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, I think that like being a witch, if anything, is going to help empower you to do the things to make the spooky shit stop. Yes. So depending on what it is, 
like uh, honestly a good cleansing of yourself and your space are a great place to start um enchanting protection talismans coming up with a protection ritual something you can say to yourself regularly um are good ways to help calm the spooky stuff down and it's also very possible that like especially when you're new to your craft sometimes the spooky stuff is your guides Mm-hmm. Like sometimes the spooky stuff is your good spirits and they just really want your attention. Yeah, I'd guess just evaluate like how long has it been happening? Mm-hmm. What kind of spooky stuff is yeah. going on? Is this like I've been seeing ghosts since I was a little kid sort of yeah. thing? Like maybe you have some other gifts too that need a little bit of absolutely assist, yeah. you know? And I, I absolutely agree that, like, leaning into the witchcraft doesn't make things scarier. It makes things better. I agree. It makes it, it makes easier. Things, it makes you stronger, and it puts mm-hmm. you back in the power. And also, like, divination seat. can help you a lot here. Because yeah. if you, you know, call in your protection, ask your good guide to be with you, even if you don't know who they are, and pull a few tarot cards about whatever spooky stuff is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, is this something I should be worried about? what is the source yeah. of whatever is happening? Because you might find that it's like your great-grandma or yeah. like maybe it's a grumpy house spirit and you need to deal with that accordingly. Yeah. But divination will help offer you some clarity. But again, Yeah, but if it's witchy. gnarly shit, maybe reach out for some help to yeah. someone like Caitlin or, or yeah. someone that um, And if you need Caitlin recommendations, mm-hmm. like let us know in the DMs because we can yeah. refer to you, refer you to some people. Yes. Should we do one more question? Let's do one more. Okay, why not? Uh, what do you think? This is from Feeling Loudly. What do you think about the concept of energy vampires slash how do you deal with draining people? Well, well, well. <laughs> ain't that the question of the day for me? Um, I don't give them my energy to drain. If I can help it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> mm-hmm. Again, with the boundaries, again, with the protection, Mm -hmm. again, with just cutting them out of your life. That's the Laura answer. But if it's somebody that you (laughs) live with or that you can't avoid, you know, doing some magical protection and boundaries and cord cutting. Can go a long way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If it's somebody that you work with that's particularly draining, I've found that carrying hematite Oh, yeah. Especially helpful. It's good grounding. Um, because it's A, grounding. B, the, like, darkness of the stone mm-hmm. helps absorb some of that, like, draining energy that's being directed towards you. And the reflectiveness of the stone helps send some of it back to where it came from. Mm-hmm. Um, I was taught to carry it in my left pocket. But, you know, you do you. Yeah. Um, but honestly, like Laura said, like, having firm psychic boundaries where you can't have like literal physical boundaries is very helpful protecting your crown when you know you're going to be around somebody who's draining is helpful but also like saying no when it's safe for you to say no say no um the problem i'm having right now with certain people that are just kind of not healthy for me are is like the act of confrontation is more hindering than it is helpful because these mm. people are so delusional that it's they just gaslight the shit out of me mm. and it's just draining in itself to even confront so it's not going to change some, anything sometimes that's not the answer sometimes it is yeah but in my, and sometimes that co- act of confrontation they'll just leave you alone after that and cut you out of their life that's mm-hmm. happened to me numerous times yeah because people don't like that. But if it's an especially, like, evaluate if it's going to be helpful for you. Can you handle it? Mm-hmm. Is this a relationship you want to yeah, keep? Or, and if so, then you have yeah. to have that confrontation. Like Sometimes passivity is the answer. Yeah, just letting exactly. things fade and letting things be as they are. Mm-hmm. And just putting up your, worrying about yourself yeah. and not engaging further. Unfollow. Unfollow, block. Block. That's mute psychic protection for sure. That's like absolutely. Yeah. Remove them from following you. It's not worth it. It's Mm -hmm. not not worth it. If people are, you know, yeah, and and definitely evaluate if that's something you want to fix. Yeah. Then you may have to like confront at Mm -hmm. some point. But yeah, plan that out Mm -hmm. and don't act rashly and think about your mental health. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. How safe are you in 
doing this and like how much physical access do they have to you Mm -hmm. and also like I say this all the time but like consult your cards consult your good spirits because they can show you the best way to manage it because psychic vampirism is very real and sometimes people are consciously doing it and sometimes they're unconscious of what they're doing Um, but that doesn't mean that it should still be your problem (laughs) yeah no it's a yes it's a very real thing Mm -hmm. and it's it's a very human issue, human to human, and honestly, and also spirit to human. Yeah, spirits can be, however, energy you know, vampires absolutely, too. absolutely. I think that's more the common, mm-hmm. you know, common way to think about that yeah. concept. But yeah, it's humans are the worst. Yeah, it's exactly like Colin and what we do in the shadows. Yeah, it's exactly yes, like that. That's who I was thinking of too. Oh my god, he's an excellent example of an it's, energy vampire. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all got, we all have some sort of issue with an energy vampire oh, yeah. from time to time. Mm-hmm. So, and sometimes it's unavoidable. So, do what you can to spiritually and psychically protect yourself in those yeah. cases. Mm-hmm. Or energy vampire them back, and then they'll get annoyed. LMAO. <laughs> do some mirror magic. Look, bitch, this is what you're doing to me. I am obsessed with that idea, especially Mm -hmm. if it's, like, your boss. Yeah, yeah. It it depends on who it is, but... I love that. Don't be afraid to fight back and protect Mm -hmm. yourself. I did that. At all. With my last boss. I, like, flipped it and just started noticing the things that would drain her, and Mm -hmm. I was like, oh. So fun. Be a little shit. Be a little shit. Yeah. Hermes would do that. That's maiden energy. What would the trickster do? What would, <laughs> is maiden trickster a little bit? A little bit. I think so. A little bit. Mm-hmm. So. Well, mm. thank you, Laura. Thank you, Caitlin. And thank all of you for you. tuning in again to our award-winning show. Third Eye Bind. <laughs> Be sure to give us a call on the Third Eye Line. Thank you. Or leave us a DM. Or just DM us. It's on our highlight. Okay. Until next week. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow the podcast at Third Eye Bind Pod on Instagram. There, submit your questions via the Third Eye line by sending us a voice message or text DM. The show is available wherever you listen to podcasts and for you to watch on YouTube. Get early access to episodes and even monthly one-on-one sessions with us by joining our Patreon. Find us at patreon.com slash third eye bind. Third Eye Bind is produced and edited by Mike Realm. Hosted by Caitlin Grania and Laura Wong. Music by Mike Realm. Set design by Laura Wong. You can find Laura on Instagram at Lady Moon Co. And you can find Caitlin on Instagram at Spirit Garden Tarot.